0: Hey! Hello. What up? <laughs> oh.
1: Nothing. Just uh, you know, enjoying some nice, comfortable California weather. I am officially fully waxed as of tomorrow. Are you waxed too? Uh, I stopped waxing a while ago because waxing actually causes ingrown hairs that can swell and become very painful. Um, <laughs> a follicle. I did not.
0: I I did not know that. Mm-hmm. I actually feel like the conception for mo- like most of the time women are sold on this idea of waxing is actually better for you than shaving. Like it helps with ingrown hands So I didn't know maybe, that.
1: Actually, you know, you know what? Maybe maybe the the ratio is better. Actually, mm-hmm. now that I'm thinking about it, you're probably right. Um, but I don't. Sh- I like trim.
0: Yeah, you got
1: to groom. Yeah.
0: Right, we we got it. We got especially with our hair. This is very TMI to just like come out
1: swinging this episode. I really fucking love it. Um, We're really. um, This is really unnecessary information for people. No, it's it's very necessary. But um, no, we have like very
0: thick Italian hair. We can't not like we can't maintain like or can't not maintain. Um, Yeah. So usually for my um, eyebrows, I. I usually get them threaded, but ever since the panini—that's usually that's not my favorite one—that uh, you said, ever since the panini, I haven't been able to go get them threaded, and I don't trust people close to me. Although I will say this, I did take a chance with my haircut lady. I don't actually—I don't know if I've posted anything about the update on that, but I did finally get a haircut for all our people who were uh, listening on the episode where I was having trust issues.
1: I think you did mention because you said about your Instagram post, and I had to tell you that I definitely commented on it. Oh yes, yes, yes. But I'm still, you would think I would learn from, Oh,
0: like look how well that worked out. Like maybe if you just go get your eyebrows done, it'll, it'll be okay the next time around. But, um, yeah, that's not how my brain works. So all that to say I'm still waxing. (laughs) Um, how, uh, Oh my God. Sorry. I just blanked the weather today over here. You said, oh, my God, why am I struggling so much right now? The weather, how, California weather. That's what you were talking about before. Um, before we got into whether I wax or trim. Yes, yes. The weather, uh, what is it like over there? Is it like you said, like it's, it's comfortable?
1: It's comfortable as in it's not too hot yet. I went for a walk this morning and I sat in the park by my house and it was just so nice. Um, you know, just to see people cause June 15th, California is open, Mm. open, open. Mm -hmm. Um, so yeah, it was just kind of nice and made me really happy. I think I'm going to try going for walks in the morning if I can, when it's nice out. Sometimes there's the Marine layer in the morning, which it makes it a little hazy, Mm -hmm. but, um, that the sun will eventually burn that away. (laughs) (laughs) Poor thing.
0: I feel bit Isn't California, this is like the time, of, well, the summer is usually the time of year. It's like when you have to start worrying about like air quality and forest fires and shit like that, right?
1: Forest fire seasons, I mean, there's always fire here because there, it's everything is so dry. Like that dry heat that everyone likes to brag about in New York. It's like, yeah, well, the dry heat is what also <laughs> causes fire. So there's no humidity, um, which good for your hair bad for the planet (laughs) um both i'll
0: actually have you know my sister and both my parents ask now that you're vaccinated when you will be making your grand trip home have you (laughs) made any progress
1: well uh i have to get the cats this weekend uh that was uh, did i tell talk about how that was postponed you said you said you were supposed to get them last week yeah, so the girl had a little allergic reaction to her spay surgery that she had. So the uh our lovely friends who are fostering them were like, "Let us just make sure she's okay and like then you can take her home next week." So last week we kind of just went over to hang out with them and play with the cats. Mm-hmm. Um and so she just sat on my lap and like looked up into my eyes. It's very mm-hmm weird it's adorable but it's also like this i've never seen a cat do that before like she'll just sit and like look up at you like just stare like she's
0: like plotting to kill you or like she's loving no you. i
1: that's that's not, like, the vibe I get. It's just, like, she's trying to look into your soul.
0: Ah, that always creeps me out. My sister, like, uh, my sister's dog does that. Like, sometimes he'll just look at you, and I'm like, it's like he's literally staring into your soul.
1: But I know, but see, I know dogs do that. It's called, like, admiration stare or something mm-hmm. like that. They just really like you, so they just want to look at you.
0: Yeah, because that's that's because you you know their unconditional love. Now, that's so exciting for you. I sh- I should really be actually more excited for you and this endeavor. I know I don't like cats. I'm like letting it get in the way of like my feelings about it all. But I am excited because <laughs> they are super cute. Um but now you'll officially have like regardless of where where things go from here, you'll now have unconditional love in your life. That's the beautiful thing about getting a pet.
1: Well it's it is a cat, so we'll see. But um <laughs> They don't No, love I'm joking. Anyway. They're they're actually like very friendly and cuddly. They like to they like your attention. So I think when they warm up to us and being in the new place. So my point to all of this is, uh, I just want to make sure the cats are like settled Mm. before I just like bring them home and then leave. (laughs) Oh, true. You know, yeah. Um, But uh, yeah, I mean, I'm gonna try. I'd like to come before baseball season's over because I really just want to go to a Mets game. Um, But that's still a lot of time. That's you have through at least October. Yeah, we'll see if the Mets get to October, but Wait, aren't uh, they still winning? Uh yes. In fact, what's miraculous about that is that most of their roster is injured right now, which very on brand for the Mets. Yes. So something happens, everybody falls like a domino. So anyway, they're all injured, but somehow still managed to be in first place in the National League East. Uh wow. which is very impressive. So we're here you know, to I'm gonna keep keep hanging on, keep hoping for it. But uh but yeah, we'll see it. But I, regardless, I think I'm going to see how the cats go when we bring them home Fair. and then, you know, based on that um you, kind of figure it out. You want Janelle because to come with you too, right? I do. Um but at the same time her work schedule is like mm. very crazy. Like she can't take off. Like I could like work from New York if I wanted. Yeah. Like, like she can't really do that. So, um, you know, I'm going to see if anything, the holidays for sure, you know.
0: You know it's kind of, like, blowing my mind? I don't know how, like, California is looking for you all. But, like, there are so many – like, I think, like – so California is opening up June 15th. I think uh, Connecticut's – I think actually we're open now officially. May 19th was our big, like, rollout. Because we're also oh, – wow. We're one of the states that are actually um – we're either, like – hovering over immune, like, uh, herd immunity or slash, like we have very close to like 70% of our state's vac- like uh, population vaccinated. So, um, we're doing really, really well on the vaccination scale. So we, I think May 19th was the day, like we like officially, like, you can wear masks if you want to, they still ask if you're not vaccinated to, to still wear a mask. Y'all know how I feel about it, whether I was vaccinated or not, I was always wearing a mask again. Um, cause people are fucking disgusting. Uh, So, yeah, I I'm so mind blown, though, about like how office culture like I remember when this office first started, so many tweets and so many conversations were about like, let us never go back to like the standard office structure. Like let us never take the typical five day work week the way we had to before, because this pandemic has showed us that like you can work from home or you can have more quality of life with work in your personal space like you know I mean this whole concept of just like traveling commuting to work staying in an office from nine to five going home like that doesn't have to be it anymore
1: yeah I definitely uh my job just had a meeting about this actually and I think they're it's not they're not gonna like certain depending on what department you work in like they you might be eligible for completely remote work Mm -hmm. but I don't think I think the way it's trending is that um you know I don't think everybody has to come in the office every day, which is really nice. And it's nice also because like, you know, a lot of tech companies that I've worked for, and I would say all of them do like an open office plan. Mm -hmm. Um, and it's, it's, It seems like it's just like part of the like culture and like community aspect of it. Mm -hmm. But that's how people get sick, first of all, (laughs) because your desk is literate. Like people are like, ew, cubicles. But I'm like, no, give me a cubicle. Like I want my space. I don't need to be like, I don't like that, like, you know, everybody can look at your screen. Not that I'm not doing my work. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, like I'm sure some people would take advantage of that. But, you know, like I deserve an extent of privacy. Yeah. You know, just because I work for your company, like my last, when the pandemic first started, I was working for uh, another, a different tech company out here, which I thought about calling them out because they're the worst, but (laughs) I'm not going to be that petty. Mm -hmm. Like, y'all can figure it out if, you know. If you really want to take that deep. Yeah, if you want to dig deep, you can figure out who I was working for in March of 2020. Um, But before we all got sent home permanently, um, we were doing... When this whole thing first... First, it started with a COVID-19 Slack channel. There's that fire truck again. Um, COVID-19 Slack channel. And then I was like, this is stupid. And then... uh, they started doing wipe down Wednesdays, which is like, first of all, you made a flyer and wasted paper to post this. all over <laughs> the So first mistake. Second mistake. Every Wednesday at <clears throat> 1 p.m., we would get a little like Lysol wipe dropped on our desk and basically said, wipe everything down. And I'm like. Maybe if you didn't have this stupid dumbass fucking layout where everybody sits like next to each other on like one long row of desks. Mm. And th- again, this is like most tech companies will do this, yeah. but you know, they make it seem like it's like beneficial, but it's actually not, it has nothing to do with, it doesn't make you more collaborative. It just is efficient for the company. Yeah. So like as far as space goes and like, you know, Fitting more people, XYZ. Anyway, that company fucking sucks. And I think,
0: so I think, I don't know if like, I feel like the tech world, like that's great. Your company is having those conversations. But I think what's blowing my mind is that I actually have heard so many companies are the exact opposite. Like, all right, everybody's back to the office, like nine to five, like five days a week. We're here again. Like, okay, like when can you all get back? Like, when can you all get back? And it's like, what did you, have you not learned anything from the past year, like you basically are so stuck. And I thought of something, one of my old, uh, my, my current mentor, my old supervisor used to say to me, she's like, people are destined to repeat a cycle, even if they hate it until they know something else. Right. Right.
1: Well, the, uh, yeah, I think that's exactly it. Also, like I will say my company now, excellent, Mm -hmm. but uh, they asked us like they pulled the company like they're like do you like this like current setup of like how many people how many of you would prefer this you know yeah. and I think that's what companies should be doing yeah um you know I, uh,
0: just- I, I'm not like all for like an all work from because I I so like one of the things I will always say is like we as c- certain people certain jobs you can work in a silo like you can work by yourself and that's honestly a lot of people choose those careers for that very purpose, like right. Like I don't want to really be on a team. I want to be able to like manage my own self. Like I'll I'll report to a boss, but like I don't really care about like my coworkers. I just want to do my job, get in, get out. I want to work from home, right? I don't need human interaction. But like for what I do like in, in higher education, like to some extent I do need my coworkers. I need teams. I need committees. I need things like that. But like that doesn't like that doesn't have to be the the whole aspect because like they're so stuck in their ways even though they just saw a whole year of something different, like working from home, their whole perspective now is like, okay, we're, we're going to be up and running again. Like you all going to come back now. Right. Like, and I'm like, that is such a, yeah, sure. A lot of us do want to get back to the office, but like that doesn't have to be like, if people want to work from home, in my mind, you can't tell them no anymore. You can't tell them no anymore. Cause they just fucking did their jobs really well for the last 14 months from home. Right.
1: Well, yeah, I think that's what it is. The, like, you, the option to have that right, option right. should be, you know, like, I like working on a team. Like, I, you know, definitely, like, depending on what happens, like, I would like to go to the office at least two or three days a week. Yeah. Um, just because it's nice to get out of the house sometimes. And it's like, I, you know, but, um, you know, at the same time, I like the option that if I'm, like, feeling a little under the weather, like, I don't have to go to work. Yeah. Like, I can still work not like we're at a point where obviously i have a fever and yeah I, you know no. but like if you're just like not feeling good that day honestly i'm gonna be so real right now when i get my period i don't want to go into work yeah. like i'm just uncomfortable and like if i had the option to and not have to explain that to anybody yeah. like you know to just be like hey uh, i'm gonna work from home today because it's more comfortable for me because i'm in a lot of pain and uh, xyz i don't need to explain no no um, cause I want to be but, able to fucking sit here with a heating pad and not have anybody fucking
0: say like, right. are you okay? Like, but also for certain projects, I don't need to be physically in that space to do it. And I'm just, I think I'm just so disappointed. I don't, and I don't know why I'm so hyper aware of everything this past week. Um, I, I do want to apologize for the last episode. I was sucking on a cough drop cause we were talking so much and you totally heard it in the feedback and I'm so, so, so sorry, but like y'all, my lymph nodes were so fucking swollen if I didn't have a cough drop, I was not making it through that episode, so I apologize. Kristen texted me and was like, bitch, are you for real? Like, she was listening to the episode. I'm like, I'm sorry. I'm
1: so, so sorry. Well, shout out to Kristen for calling it out. I Always. couldn't do anything with it in the editing, so I'm like, maybe no one will notice.
0: No, it was 100% no one will. And I I just, I apologize. <laughs> I'm so sorry, but literally, y'all, if anybody's had mono on this phone call, I didn't have mono. I had an Epstein bar flare up. I finally got my fucking blood work back. Oh, and I was correct. Damn. Yeah, but so if the- Feels like mono except it's just not contagious um so like if anybody's had mono you know how painful it is to to speak or breathe or do anything so the cough drops were the only thing that got me through the week it's so it's actually really fucking funny i just laid in bed with a giant like you know like a gallon ziploc bag like the really really big one i had i had cough drops thank god because my mom at one point went she must have went to like costco or something and just bought like a shit ton of ludens for me which are the superior cough drop
1: what about Ricola?
0: Ricola's not that great. A fucking Luden yeah, is delicious.
1: <laughs> Luden's is delicious. Don't, don't fuck or hate on my Ricolas. And I'm not, it's not just because my name, it, my grandmother always had a Ricola in her purse. And that's what we ate. My mo- my grandmother would eat those as if that was like Robitussin. Like, I'm like, no, you still need medication. Like, ma'am, you, that is not, that is not what they mean by over-the-counter drugs. Um,
0: yeah. No, I, I did actually, there were Ricolas in the bag, so I'm not completely hitting on Ludens, but I mean, recolas, but the Ludens, must've been like the Costco sale. Cause I, this whole gallon bag was filled with cough drops. Like, and I remember my roommate when we moved in, like saw this bag and was like, why the fuck do we need that many cough drops? Well, famous last words. I went through that whole fucking bag last week. I must've, I think I only thing I ate was cough drops. Cause it was the NT. That was the only thing that made me feel better. Uh, well that and the, my Tylenol uh,
1: I get insane. yeah,
0: it, so I apologize on the episode, but since I was sick last week, I don't know if I'm just like finally getting back to myself so I'm just like eh. you spend a lot of time by yourself. I feel like that once you start going back out into the world you become hyper aware of things that you like kind of forgot about, you know.
1: Yeah, I mean, like, I just I've said multiple times already that I have just general anxiety about going back out in the world now, but yeah, um, I think the confidence that the CDC is starting to instill in me about like how good everything's been working, I feel a little bit better about it, so we'll see. Well, yeah,
0: but I, I meant, I mean,
1: more so as like,
0: uh, but I don't know, I just feel like I'm more awa- like when people are talking, like, I'm around people again, I'm more like aware of the things they say or the things they do. Although I will say this, I did see a great tweet about uh, the CDC. It was like, I wish they would have given us a little bit more pre- like prep time. My sister-in-law sent it to me. This fucking hysterical tweet. It's like, I wish they would have given us a little bit more of like a transition period with the masks. Cause yeah. now I go outside and it feels like I'm seeing an unsolicited dick pic. You know what I mean? Like, it's like, Oh God, you're not wearing a mask. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I do wish they would have. Really yeah. So I was like, I do wish they kind of gave us that. But I, like I said, most of the people still here are good about it, but Like, I've become so much more uh, irritated, I guess, by people, which is funny because I'm actually – I'm a pretty patient person. Like, especially when it comes to humans and their interactions. Yes, I tell people to go fuck themselves a lot, but I'm actually a very patient person. (laughs) I really am. Um, But I've been so pissed off easily by people this last week. Um, And one of them is I keep – and I think it's because I keep encountering – I said this to you before but keep encountering women that I'm like not I don't really like know them but like I somehow have like kind of collided worlds with them so there's like in my space and I have not realized that a lot of women just hate women and I and I don't know how to like be around them
1: like I don't know how to respond to yeah I mean that's I don't know who or what you've been dealing with recently, but that's like just textbook, like internalized misogyny, which I will say I myself had to do a lot of work to like break out of. So, um, shadow was, but blue. yeah, there's tons. Yeah. Because, <laughs> uh, you know, I, I don't know what the situation is again, that you're dealing with, but some women feel that if they like lose their connection to men, then they have no power. So
0: they yeah. will
1: in turn be like shitty to other women, absolutely, and it's just like it's really no need for that so
0: the the first interaction I had, it's like uh it's like a friend of a friend's wife, so like a okay. like a woman i I kind of know her, I don't really like not not very very well. She's like a very kind soul, very, very sweet I, I like I have I've only had good interactions with her, but I was sitting down, she was talking about um, she was talking about like. Uh, like a coffee shop by her house that she really always gets frustrated that she can't go to because it's always backed up or always busy. And I'm like, well, why can't you just like go to another one? And she was just like, oh, like that's an all male run coffee shop and men make the best coffee. I won't go to the other ones because there's all women there. And just like men make better coffee than women. And I was
1: like, okay, I have, before this goes any further, I have two follow-up <laughs> questions. One, this woman has never had a cappuccino that I've eaten. two. <laughs> i guess that really wasn't a question <laughs> the where they live are there just coffee shops like created by gender i don't like, i don't
0: know i think she i'm pretty sure she was just talking about like a regular like either like dunkin or starbucks like i don't remember but i
1: guess like that is so fucking stupid what is her like what is her like bar i for that? didn't like,
0: even know how to follow up because i was like i literally like turned around and i was like are any men around me i'm like are you, who are you trying, like, because I feel like normally like when, if you're like making a comment like that as a woman and you truly believe it, you're like seeking the validation of the men and you know what I mean? Like, oh yeah, men definitely do make off. You're like, oh where she's cool. Like she hates women too. Right. Like, yeah, but I like, yeah, looked sure around yeah. and I'm like, there's no other men here right now. Like, I don't know how to respond to you. And of course I could have unpacked that and been like, what do you mean, like, what do you mean men make better coffee? Like, what is your, what is your substance or what is your findings for this beyond that one fucking Dunkin' or Starbucks or
1: whatever the fuck it is? Like, I I was just like, I... Also, it's a Dunkin' Donuts. No one makes good coffee with Dunkin' Donuts. (laughs) It's a Dunkin' Donuts. You go there because you feel like having Dunkin' Donuts, not because you want, like, top-notch coffee. I was like, I don't,
0: I didn't know how to answer. And then also yesterday, I actually had a, a really, really amazing opportunity to sit down with a local business uh, they had asked me for some help with, you know, just like, uh, a lot of like my expertise and what I do professionally is around like sexual harassment, title line, conduct, things like that. So they were just kind of like looking for an outside perspective and it was amazing to sit without them. Majority orders a woman, uh, an older woman, uh, a, a bunch of her people, like people in her company, she employs a lot of women. So like, they're, they're very like, I like from the outside looking and they are very like woman first, like women centered business. Right. But even as she was talking to me, she made a comment about how like, like she kept talking about from this like male perspective about sexual harassment and how like, you know, we've had women that made men feel uncomfortable and I want the men to feel safe to come forward. And she kept focusing so, so much on like the men, the men, the men, the men. And I don't think that's a bad thing. Like, let let me clarify. I don't fucking need people at our DMs being like, man, men get sexually harassed too. Yes, they do. Absolutely men do get sexually harassed. They get assaulted. They can be perpetrators of sexual assault. I mean, um, they can be victims of sexual assault. However, like her mindset was so focused on like, this is unfair for the men. This is unfair for men. This is unfair for men. This is unfair for men. And I'm like, in my mind, I'm like, what do you like, what do you mean? Like, this is unfair for men. Like why are you so worried about how men are experiencing things when you are a major like it's almost like she's like oh I'm a woman and I'm a majority owner. I'm I'm a woman and I only employ women that surely like I no women here are having issues or like women here never experience anything bad and it's like just because you have women and this really goes for anybody listening with who like runs a, a business just because you have a lot of women in one space doesn't mean there's not, like you said, internalized misogyny or some type of toxic masculinity still occurring. You're still within a a, a male-dominated oh, yeah. space where women, I, they're not going to talk about it. Like They're just not going to speak about it no matter what, just because there's a bunch of women there.
1: Yeah. Uh, I mean, you, see, the, this kind of behavior always takes me back to high school though, because I feel like that's how we acted in high school. Like you know, like, talking shit on girls that were, like, getting around a lot more than, you know, we were, and we thought we were so much better than them, Mm -hmm. when it's really, like, no, that's really not the case, but, um, you know, it's just, it seems like very childish behavior, and after a certain age, if you haven't worked past that yet, I suggest that you start trying to. Yeah. Um, You know, and if you don't want to, and that's just the way you see things, then, like, you know, carry about your life, but... I think it's going to be very difficult for you because no one will ever understand you the way another woman will understand you. Like a man's not like, even if you're one of the cool, when I, I will never forget this. When I came out to one of our friends, I'm not going to say who, um, the first thing that they said to me was, I knew you were like one of the cool, you were too cool. Like to be like, like straight. And by, by that, basically saying like i was always like the cool girlfriend like i wasn't like mm. quote unquote crazy um, so they're like i knew you were too cool to like blah 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 and i'm like yeah that that's not like not only is that not really a compliment to me but like i just don't like that whole thing in general what you just said um you yeah, know i I'm not, like, I'm not okay with that like it Am I supposed to be excited about that? Like, ooh yay! This guy thinks I'm cool. Like, I get to be one of the guys. I don't want to be one of the guys. <laughs> that's what I
0: mean. Like you know thing? That's what I mean. Like when I was like when the comment was made about the coffee, I'm like, who do you think you're talking? Like, what am I supposed to say to that? Like, yeah, men, men, men are good at making coffee. Like, I don't, I don't know how to answer you because, like, but like, I, I guess you're right. That it, is, it does. It is just me. like.
1: Good. It's just so stupid, again, because it's just like, what? how many, like, you- I would love to just like present this person like a row of coffees and not tell her who made them. <laughs> What if a non-binary person's making your coffee? Is that not okay? Right, like, are, are you trying
0: to tell me that the androgynous or ambiguous people or gender non-conforming or fluid people, do they not make That's good like, coffee? Because oh they, can't, they, can't, can I- they can't pick anything, so thus they don't know how to make a coffee. Like, I can hear that coming I- out of her mouth.
1: I could go on forever about gender things, but like the idea that like, and I'm sorry, it's most, obviously it's mostly cis straight people Mm -hmm. that are obsessed with gendering everything. Absolutely, And it's just like, that is so like, like, especially with like clothes is like an easy place to start, but literally the only reason clothes had a gender or they started making clothes with gender is to make more money. Like. (laughs) (laughs) Everyone just wore, everyone just wore potato sacks before. I read this. No, no, no. I truly read this somewhere, and I hate this now because I I said this and I can't remember where I read it. But like, if you like, go back in the day. Like you, your baby just wore like what? Like my, yeah, I, like, my boys, dad had. Yeah, boys wear dresses. Yeah, like it's not. It, it just wasn't a thing. It's you know because it's like you're poor and these are the clothes you can afford. It's, you know? it's fucking fabric. Anyway, the point is, I don't like any of that stuff. I don't like it when people talk to babies and children oh. like. Oh, that is my least favorite of all because it's like he's going to be a lady killer like uh oh, please you don't know what this person's going to grow up to be right. like you know stop projecting like, that onto it... them It's just like so stupid because then I feel like then the, the parents also then will set themselves up for disappointment in a way because it's like you're projecting all of these things onto your child who is you don't know what type of person they're gonna be. They're still like a baby. Yeah. Like I don't like it when parents, like parents also do that thing where it's like, you know, they like uh, it's like, oh, our kids are the same age and they're different genders. So let's talk about how their boyfriend and girlfriend what the fuck? They're oh, two years yeah.
0: old. Right. Or like I don't like oh they have a crush on one another. I think it's you know what's so funny? I also recently thought about this, how I'm betraying because I have some I have a lot of I have more nieces than I do nephews. And I'm trying to think about how even the way I compliment them at a younger age, right? Like, I try so hard not to comment on their looks, right? So, like, mm-hmm. I always try, like, instead of being, like, if I, if I am saying, like, oh, my gosh, you look so pretty, I'm also very quick to, like, catch myself and be like, oh, you're so smart, right? Like, I try to, like, mm-hmm. attach it to something that has nothing to do with how they're looking or how they're presenting to the world, Um, but it's, it it is for some reason kind of like conditioned in us to just make those type of comments, but also for people who are having like kids and like make those comments. I I think another great point is like, if you have a child and your hope is for them to be, I don't know, like if you're not going to be okay with the fact that they're not what you want them to be, then like, don't have children.
1: Yeah. Like, yeah. You need to go into parenting. Like, uh, yeah, I'm going to tell you what to do. I have no kids and I don't plan on having kids, <laughs> but you need to go into parenting basically with the idea that, uh, your child could be anything that they want and not even just like, I'm not talking about just like, you can be anything you want when you grow up. No, no. yeah, I mean, obviously, but you know, um, but uh, that, that also made me just reminded me my grandfather, God rest his soul. Whenever he said, my sister and I looked nice He never said we looked pretty. Mm. He would just go sharp, like, like that. in his little broken Italian accent, he would say we looked sharp. And I loved that. I always loved that so, so much. Because my grandfather was a tailor at Bloomingdale's. He dressed amazing all Mm. the time. His outfits were on point. Yeah. And so. If he, was he one of those
0: Italians? Because my grandmother also, she was a seamstress. Um. If he
1: didn't like what you were wearing, would he ever say that? Uh, no, I don't. He never criticized any of our outfits. He would just like he was just like a he wasn't like that. He's not like my dad's. He was my mom's side of the family. Oh. My dad's side is more like critical and yeah. like dark and doom and gloom Italian. My my mom's side is not really like that. And so my grandfather, <laughs> even though he lost his wife. Uh, he lost his wife when I uh, in 1993, mm. and he himself passed away in 2015. Yeah. So he, he was widowed for a while. But uh, he never he would never say criticize anything my sister and I were wearing. If he liked something though, he would always tell us. Like if he liked our boots, if he liked like you know anything we were wearing, he'd say it was sharp. Oh. Um, and I love that because it's very like gender neutral. I'm sure he clearly wasn't trying to do this at no. all. He didn't know. Um, uh, but, but, it, it, but I always think about that now. And like, anytime I'm wearing something like nice and I'm just like, I always hear that oh, in my hear head. voice I hear, in your head. <laughs> yeah. That
0: is really cute. No, I, I, my grandmother, um, if she loved, if she likes what we're wearing, she will make it known. If she does not like what we're wearing, she also won't critique us, but she'll like, she'll like say like, Hey, let me see what you got on and then not say anything. Yeah. And I'm like, that always makes you just feel like shit. You know, you're just like, nah, all right. Like, yeah, thanks. I appreciate it. But like, she'll never say like, hey, let me see what you got on and then be like, ooh, I really, really like it. Like, it's always like the woman can barely see. But if you have like, uh, like if your shirt's not ironed properly or your pants are not ironed properly, she can see that from a thousand fucking miles away and she'll let you know it.
1: Yeah, he, uh, I would say my grandfather would like, he would definitely note it. Like he ironed all of his pants Mm -hmm. and made sure like the crease was nice and like, damn, like his wardrobe was just uh, amazing all the time. Um, That's what you get when you're uh, a tailor at one of the best stores in Manhattan.
0: If nothing else, you know clothes. Um, But yeah, all that to say, I haven't realized, I did not realize until very recently. I'm glad maybe you have how much women- are also like, they hate other women. And
1: it just did really, I like, I will like, say something to people, like, if I've seen my friends, or even people I'm hanging out with, like doing some shit like that, like, I will tell them, I was like, you know what, that's none of your business, or like, that's, that really doesn't concern us. Like, if they're talking shit about how someone is, uh, you know, lives their life in a certain way as a woman, or whatever they're doing. And I'm just like, well, I mean, like, unless they're, they're not hurting you again, it just comes back to like, just that's really none of your business. Like,
0: yeah, you're hundred percent correct. No, it, I, I, I usually, here's the thing I usually do (laughs) as one of my bosses so kindly said to me today, you have no problem voicing your opinions, no matter how strongly they are. Uh, I usually will call again. I usually do call people out, but because both of these people were not like, my friends. And I think it also made me so grateful for the company I do keep because I I yeah. think, I think so much of why I haven't realized it is because I don't spend time with people I haven't really grown with. Right. So when I think of like you, Kristen, like all my friends from home or the friends I've even like, as I've gotten older, like in my circle, uh, we've developed together, right? Like we are not the same people we were in high school. Thank God. Um, like we grew up, but unfortunately for us, and I, I always think about this, I think the reason a lot of like friendships from co- like you know, either the transition from high school or childhood to adulthood usually fall to pieces because if you're not growing in the same way, like, or like developing and, and looking at the world in the same way, and I'm not necessarily talking like politically more like maturity purposes, yeah. you're just not like, you can't keep those people in your life. I think some people do because it's like, Oh, I've known them forever.
1: But, but that's like yeah. I don't. I hate. I I can't like fucks with that either because it's just like, well, so what yeah. if you've known them forever? You know, like what does that mean? Like, do, are you even like still fr- like are they enjoyable to be with anymore? Right. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, they, it's do they bring? Do they add value to your life? And not to say that everybody has to
0: contribute something to your life, but they do have to at least. I think did. we talk about this? Like one of the things like my we, friend has we, said, like, we, how do you feel around people or how do you feel after they leave you?
1: Right. Well, we did touch on this before. And uh, I I think I agree, but it's not that's to say that value. How, do they add value to their life? That doesn't mean they necessarily have to be doing anything for you. Yeah. But it's like, even if I don't talk to them for a little while, and then I check back in with them again after a couple months, it's like, do they add value to your life by making you happy that you spoke to them if they're, they don't. And you're just like, what the fuck do I talk to this bitch or this? And that I use that as a gender neutral term, (laughs) but like, uh, why do I, why am I talking to this person? You know, like, then it's like you shouldn't be friends with them anymore. If they're just like going to stress you out or like, All you do, like, I'll be honest, I cut people out of my life after I realized the only conversations this was around, like, I would say, like, college Mm -hmm. time, but the only conversations I was having with these people was talking shit about other people. And I was like, this is not like, I don't, I don't think we're actually friends. I think this is like, not good for anybody. Like, so I'm just gonna like, stop contacting you because I don't like who I am when I'm with you because who like that's exhausting that energy is exhausting but also at some point you're gonna your name will come out of their mouth with somebody else so why
0: would i Oh, one hundred
1: 100 i'm very good about that now again this was like at least 10 years ago yeah. but now like especially at parties like i because everybody drinks and obviously i'm sober uh you know but i always i notice everything mm-hmm. like and <laughs> people are gonna feel weird about this maybe but like if somebody is like drunk and like babbling like shouting off everybody's business like to me that says I'm not gonna tell you anything personal because you can't you can't but even it, drunk or not drunk aside some people are just like that and yep. I just like the first thing I'm just I just pick things up about people like that I know I sometimes have a gut instinct I'm like okay this person is good. And or you know it's just like the first time you meet someone, you just notice all of these things: how they carry themselves, how they do certain things, and like that will tell you everything you need to know about them. Yeah, you know, like I don't know, it's just it's just interesting. Well, I, some of the stuff I've I do picked think picked up about people. I do think one of the nicer things about
0: being in it is really hard as an adult to make friends. So I but I do think I would say you are a really a judge of character when it comes to people, like you call things out very, 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 very well. I, I, mm, I've gotten better at it. I've gotten better about it, but I feel like the nice thing about being an adult is that because we've like kind of gone through these friendships already that we've like tossed to the side, you're also a little bit able to like figure out, you get to pick and choose now as an adult versus like when you were a kid, you really couldn't pick your friends because it's like, You all were in the same grade school together. You all were in the same Mm -hmm. neighborhood together. But like as an adult, so, and I think like what I've done is I, when I started cutting people out is I started reflecting like, Hey, if myself right now met you regardless of our past, would I want to be your friend. Right. And so I can confidently say now every friend that has made it through college with me, like up through college with me from childhood, through college, I can confidently say like, I, am happy and would want to still be your friend if I just met you today and I don't think that like a lot of people do that just because I think so many people get fixated on the like oh we've been friends forever but like at some point I just don't see how like people who are just doing the same shit that they were doing in high school that are doing it today when someone like you and I, right? Like we're constantly looking for ways to make ourselves better. And I'm not saying that like, if you just have been doing the same shit you've been doing in high school, you're not necessarily trying to make yourself better. But like, if you just have not aspired to be anybody else, but who you were in high school as an adult, we're not, we're not the same person. Like we're not, we're not going to be friends. Cause I just can't, we, we just don't have anything in common at that point. Right. But I can confidently say like each one of my friends right now, right. Including you. Every single day in some way, they are trying to push themselves to be better, do better for like other people. They're selfless, right? Like they're not, they're not self-serving. And I think if you, every, like every person in high school is selfish to some degree. When you're 16 years old, you're kind of selfish. You have to be. (laughs) Yeah. You know what I mean? So if you haven't broken out of that mold of who you were in high school, then I'm not really interested in being your friend today.
1: I think that's smart. I would ask, do you think New Yorkers have a better sense of that, like instinct of reading people as they get? Yeah, oh, I just right? I didn't say anything. Sorry, I nodded.
0: <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, I do think <laughs> I do think New Yorkers, but I also think we're really good at being naive, too. I When we leave the life, city, we're naive. Well,
1: Yes, in the sense that we think everything is just going to be as easy as it is. <laughs> it's funny to say as easy as it is in New York because a lot of people would come to New York and be like, "This is very difficult." But um, so I don't want I, I don't want it to sound like that. But as convenient as everything is in New York, I also think you know? we
0: think because we're from such a uh, tough place, like we can do well elsewhere. Like, like I've, I would argue that like when I first left New York for the first time, I think like, I don't, I think I went to Indiana for like a trip, like for school. And I remember like interacting with people there, but like, cause I still had like my New York blinders on, so to speak. I was like, I was naive in the sense that I thought I was superior to everybody there because I could like read everybody from a mile away. I thought this would be easy for me. Meanwhile, I'm like in the middle of fucking nowhere, Bloomington, Indiana. And the people who are not from New York are actually adapting a lot quicker than I was. They were making friends with each other a lot quicker and they were enjoying themselves a lot more than me. I felt like I was kind of like the odd person out for the first time because I was so naive to think, Everybody's going to want to be my friend or I don't want to be friends with anybody because none of you are fucking from New York. You all suck. And this no. is going to be a piece of cake. Meanwhile, I like really struggled those first three days there until I fucking changed my mindset. Like, and then the rest of it was
1: I, good. I'm definitely still like that to an extent. It's not good, but I am not going to pretend that I'm not like that. But it's just like. We have yeah, an elite. I've definitely topic. got. I mean, I think that's fine. I, I'm not. I'm not elite in anything else in my life, so let me have that. Like, no, I think. I think. I, I'm not trying to call you
0: out. We definitely. I'm not elite in anything else. Um, I very much am calling you out the way I had to be called out about it.
1: Yeah, I mean, I'm aware. Like, it's not, you know, I I definitely try to keep it in check as much as possible, but at the same time, it's just I feel that it is something that is just never going to go away. Like we, all, we I don't will always have
0: a a Brooklyn sized chip on my shoulder. That's what, um, that's what someone at Penn State. Listen, told
1: me. everything else in my life, I to be like good at it or to be like a, you know, I. I was telling – I think I was telling my girlfriend this the other day, but, like, any, like, art or sport or anything I've ever picked up, like, I was never one of those people that had a knack for Mm -hmm. anything, Mm -hmm. you know? Like, not to say that I'm bad at it, but I have to really work at anything Mm. I do to be very – to be, like – good at it like or to be like and know in d- deep down that I might um, I might not ever be great at it because my, my skill level will level off at on certain things oh, not I was gonna say everything. I feel like I, I was like do you feel that way about like writing or like I feel like even like job no or no like that? Okay. no 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 certain thing writing I I like to write I feel confident right I write most of the time mm-hmm. um but there are but, – but writing, that took a lot of work. Like, I I didn't just wake up and d- start writing like that, mm-hmm. you know. It, it, and there's always room for improvement. But my point is, is, like, I'm not – I've never been one of those people that it's just like, oh, she picked up a basketball. Like, she's short, but she really has a knack for <laughs> it, you know. Like, <laughs> it's like, no, everything has always been I have to work really hard to be just, like, good yeah. or decent, yep. you know. And it's usually – to be decent at whatever it is. So if people saying that like I have an elite attitude about being a New Yorker and I'm like, yeah, (laughs) I don't want to, I don't want to throw that away because it's the one thing I can be elite at and I didn't even, and I didn't even have to do anything. I just had to be, I was blessed (laughs) and born. You have a knack for being elite or having an elite complex. It's so stupid anyway, but that's, that's the dumb rationalization in my mind I I just was born in Brooklyn and thrilled about it Um, (laughs) It, but it's so funny I literally when I went to Penn State
0: because I was struggling again my naive mind frame uh, I was a little bit more open to it at that point because I had like gone other places outside New York but my supervisor at the time told me that I had a Brooklyn-sized chip on my shoulder and that like I really needed to like start basically like getting it in check if I was going to like adapt and thrive. Cause I don't know if anybody's been to happy Valley. It is the, what I would argue the complete opposite of New York city. So he wasn't wrong in what he was saying. Um, but now I like to think of my Brooklyn size chip on my shoulder as like something that's like a positive. Like I, cause I, I now know how to like not be naive. So I think we're better now at, like I'm better at reading people and it's not because my, my foundation as a New Yorker has helped me be good at reading people, but my experiences right. outside New York only helped me get better at it. I love
1: that. I say let's go out on that.
0: I'm good with that. This is great. Thank you for helping me externally process the internalized misogyny of the women I've encountered this past week.
1: Love it. Thank you for pointing out my giant elitist chip that I <laughs> maybe will think about filing down.
0: <laughs> no, keep it forever.
1: It makes you a good <laughs> All right. All right. Well, I'm Anna. I'm Cola. We are two broads from Brooklyn. Thanks so much for listening.